You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, hosted by Heather Dyer and Erin Walker. We're on a mission to inspire home cooks like us to try new recipes and make good food. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Three Kitchens Podcast. I'm Erin Walker, and I am joined by Heather Dyer over there on my screen. Hello. Hi. How are you doing this morning? Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I swear, <laughs> every time we start one of these uh, episodes, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. I know. It's like <laughs> my brain is detached from the speaking part, and I'm like... <laughs> we're also a little out of practice. We were just saying yeah. earlier about how we we basically took the month of august off because we were away and we've been camping and and as you said sunbathing yes yeah. <laughs> we've been doing basically just turning off this part of our brain and now we have to get back to it and i forgot how to pronounce things and speak yeah. like a normal human <laughs> by now they know that they know we're a little bit nut yeah that's okay nut, though nut, nut, nut. okay well I think now that we are jumping back into things, we are hitting fall where we are, cooler days, it's sweater weather. This is the time of year where I want to have a campfire. I mean, all summer when you're camping, because we just spoke about how we've been camping and lounging and relaxing. I don't know, when it's hot out, I don't really want to sit around the fire and cook over the fire. Well, and also there's usually bugs uh, depending where you are. This year was not too bad, but a few no. times I was out camping and had a fire and I was just like, ah, oh, the bugs are bad and I don't want to sit out here. And yeah, so fall and is a nice time for a yeah, fire. Fall is the best time for the fire. So I am going to go with some over the fire cooking. Nice. You know how much I love it. We do. And I think you're also I'm lumping myself it, right? with you on that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have something that is uh, a tasty snack that I think we're going to want to enjoy. Even if you can't make oh. this outside over the fire, I think you could make this in your oven, but just warm comfort food. A is... snack. Well, this is interesting. Warm, some warm comfort food. Maybe not a snack, but oh. well, I don't know. You could have it as an appetizer. You could have it as a breakfast. Mm. You could just make it up for a lunch, I think. We're going to travel to the Mediterranean then, and we are going to have something called masabaka hummus. (laughs) Did you not Google the pronunciation? I think I need to look up how to pronounce (laughs) this. This is my first job. So let me, okay. Musbaha. Oh, there's a P in it? Musbaha. That was supposed to be a B. Musbaha. 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 Oh my god, you're gonna have some editing to do on this one. Okay. <laughs> we say this a hundred times. Musbaha. That's a fun thing to say. Musbaha. Musbaha. So it's warm chickpeas in tahini sauce is Ooh, what it is. But um, it is a, I don't want to call it lumpy because that's a terrible, <laughs> nobody no. wants to eat something that's lumpy. <laughs> you might if those are tasty lumps. <laughs> Okay, instead of having a smooth and creamy hummus, this is a chunky hummus. Is chunky a better descriptor? Yeah, it okay. Is. So chunky, chunky sounds like there's going to be some good stuff in there. Lumpy just sounds like you didn't mix it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
So let's go with a chunky hummus. Mm. So you're going to take your chickpeas and you can use canned or fresh and you want to um, cook them until they're softened. So depending on whether you use dry or canned, this time will change. So I'll go into that once I figure out what I'm using and what I've got. So cook them till they're softened in a pot that has carrots, celery, and onion and garlic. And so Ooh. you're going to add a little bit of flavor to them as you cook them. Ooh. And then you're going to mix together a cup of your cooked chickpeas are going to go in with some tahini, salt, water, and lemon. And then you're going to blend those ones up and then mix them back into your cooked ones that are whole. So you're going to have these big um, chunks of chickpeas with this sauce. And then you want to serve them with a drizzle of some sort of fat, a hmm. spice that is flavorful, something fresh herb wise, and a sprinkle of spicy. So chili hmm. flakes or fresh chopped chilies or... Okay, okay. It's sort of like a formula and then you would maybe customize those pieces. Yeah, of yeah. Like. Mm -hmm. so you can kind of play with this a little bit. So I'm going to kind of riff off of a recipe from a post I saw on Instagram and kind of play with what I can find fresh and we'll, we'll kind of play from there. Mm. Maybe see what's still growing in your garden and... Yeah, maybe. We'll have to see. They mm -hmm. do make recommendations of maybe some tomato on top. Mm. And I have some fresh tomatoes, but you mix this all together and then just keep it warm so that when you serve it, it's warm to eat. Mm. So I'm going to make make this up and then just keep it warming, hopefully, by the fire. And, uh, and then I'm going to make this skillet bread. Oh, here I was wondering when the fire would come into this. Why are we talking about the fire? Because mm -hmm. I'm going to make bread that takes about an hour to uh, rise and double. And then you punch it down into a an oiled skillet and you cook it for three to five minutes per side over a hot fire. Oh, yum. Is this in any way like a bannock or is that different? I don't think bannock had yeast in it. If right. I remember correctly, right. this is a yeast bread. Okay, okay. Scratch all that. <laughs> this skillet bread is made with water, sugar, and yeast that you mix together in a jar so that you get your yeast activated. And then you knead that into flour and salt. So it's just a really basic bread recipe. Okay, that sounds entirely doable. So it's middle. <laughs> so this is a vegan Middle Eastern recipe, and then this outdoor skillet bread I am popping out of my Norwegian uh, baking cookbook. Oh, so okay. we're putting a few cultures together here. Nice. And so where do you where do you position a pan? Is it over fire or is it to the side or like how do you position the pan over the fire to make this bread over the fire it says the fire is ready when the embers are glowing and there are still a few flames and then you want to put uh, your grill rack over this fire you don't really want like a full crackling burning fire you want to build up a fire let it burn down so you have some good embers and then just let it i get it i can picture this can you can when you go it with nice that? and hot yeah but not necessarily 
flames on the pan because that could burn. Yeah. And so you heat up your pan before you put your bread in. You press mm, it around in that okay. hot pan and then you cook it for a few minutes, flip it, cook it again. Oh, and then you flip it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's three to five minutes per side. Is it like a big pancake? <laughs> you flip it over? Yeah, I think Boy, so. I'm so curious. You're making like, like this big flatbread. This. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I think it's going it. to be kind of like a thick pita or nan bread, mm -hmm. possibly, maybe slightly different. I think this just sounds like warm and delicious. Mm -hmm. I want yes, to sit and eat this as a snack. I want something different and tasty to enjoy around a fall fire. I think if you're going into maybe thanks giving or you know we're we're eating all this nice warm comfort food and this sounds like warm comfort snack it does now i know why you said snack i was really wondering like what is she making that's a snack i think you could easily make this lunch i think you could serve this as your side with like if you grilled up a piece of meat and had this on the mm -hmm. side with like a steak or something yum some chicken skewers or something oh yeah you know how you make that kind of greek style chicken oh yes oh or some lamb mm, yeah okay so this would go on the side of anything you want to make or you could just eat it as a snack so we think at this point bear That's in mind assumption. at this point of the episode we haven't eaten it yet <laughs> We're but, not actually faking it when we say we have no idea what this tastes like. We seriously have no idea. <laughs> we have no idea. We're just, we're very good at imagining mm. what the flavors are going to be like together. Mm -hmm. That's what this is all about. And you, listener, get the benefit yeah. of our experiment. And then we tell mm -hmm. you what worked and what didn't. So um, I can't wait. Do I get to come and sit by the fire while you're. Can we do a fall fire day? Yeah. Yes. I think so. I think that's what we should do. I'm there for it. I'm ready. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. This is my time of year. Hey listeners, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. If you love the way that this recipe sounds, you can find more recipes like it on our website, www.3kitchenspodcast.com. I would personally recommend checking out the Spiced Eggplant Pita, a Turkish pizza-like dish or the fried egg sandwich inspired by a sabiq. All these recipes and more can be found on our website. Let us know if you try them out and how you zhuzh it up. Now, back to the episode. All right. Well, it was a nice day when we had musbaha and skillet bread out by the campfire. I'm glad you just reminded me how to say that because I couldn't remember. <laughs> musbaha. Oh, musbaha. Yes. Yeah, it was a nice day for it. Yeah. And it was fun to have a fire again when there was no smoke surrounding us in the air. <laughs> the only smoke was coming from our fire and exactly. not forest fires. Yeah, This was really easy to make. I thought it was pretty tasty. I feel like this was my first go at it. So I wasn't quite sure how thin to make things, how thick to make things, sort of what kind of seasoning and flavors to put in. Mm -hmm. But um, as we sat around the fire talking about this. I know, I feel like we already recorded this. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh my God, we we've already about talked it. about this. <laughs> you should have just come and sit and ate without saying anything. <laughs> or we could have turned on 
recording and yeah but that's okay we can talk again <laughs> exactly fine. but uh so this recipe for the musbaha which is this really hearty hummus i love the whole chickpeas in this so i did this with canned chickpeas so you start by cooking those to soften them up a little bit and you're going to put them in a pot with um, a carrot a celery stick an onion and a clove of garlic and I used one of the large cans of chickpeas and I rinsed them and drained them and then put them into the water and they cooked for about 10 minutes I think I boiled them for before they got soft and squishy they're still oh, kind of okay. crunchy when they come out of the can mm -hmm. so you just want them to be a little less starchy less you know crunch because you're going to be eating some of them whole so you want them to kind of smush down and be nice and creamy right once you've boiled them up you're going to take a cup of those chickpeas and put them into a blender or food processor whatever you have i have my new ninja i'm Ooh. trying that out because my nice. my handheld immersion blender finally bit the dust it was like 15 years old. <laughs> I couldn't get any replacement parts for it, which I seriously yeah. looked for because the did. motor was still good. Oh. It was the attachment part where pieces had broken. And I was like, well, if the motor's still good, I'll just get a new blade. Yeah. And no, no replacement parts. They were like, your thing is old. They're quite inexpensive though, because you know mine bit the dust like a year ago yeah. and I finally <laughs> just replaced it. Yeah. You can buy. An expensive one. So I was standing at the store when I bought this new blender, just to pause right in the middle of telling you how to make this. And the like $150 Ninja was on sale for the same price as the immersion blender. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh, what do I do? Do I just replace my immersion blender or do I try something different? So I'm trying something new. Nice. So in my Ninja cup, I've got one cup of these chickpeas. I've got a cup of tahini. I put in one eighth of a salted lemon. I would recommend doing a whole quarter of a salted lemon because mm -hmm. I think it could have used a bit more of that. It acid. needed more, yeah, and more salt too, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the juice of one lemon. Okay. I think you could put a lot more lemon juice in there too. Well, sometimes depends on the size and juiciness of the lemon. Well, yeah. Don't you find sometimes you get a recipe and you're following the recipe and it says the juice of a lemon and you're like, okay, and you put it in. It's like, well, actually, that was quite a small lemon. This was a tiny a, lemon. There can be differences, right? <laughs> you can get giant <gasps> lemons. Exactly. So yeah. you want to reserve some of your cooking water from the pot where you just boiled up your chickpeas in and you want to add this to the blender and blend all this stuff up until it's nice and smooth. And I would say runnier than I made it because mine was a little bit dry I found and I'm not sure if it's because I put it on the fire to keep it warm while we were cooking the bread or what have you I felt like there could have been some more water I've never made hummus before at home so oh. I have never played around with these proportions and stuff so I would recommend that you, you know, blend it up, make it smooth and then taste it and really adjust things around. I didn't do that as much. And I feel like next time I make this, I will. Mm -hmm. And you also want to put that clove of garlic into your blender that you boiled up with your chickpeas. Oh, okay. So you get that it's a little bit milder than it's not as in your face as garlic can be. 
So you mm -hmm. pop that garlic clove in there too. And then whiz all this up in your blender. Okay, I'm just gonna make one comment. Again, okay. it's according to taste. I think this entire recipe should just say to taste. To taste, yeah. And the garlic, when you're boiling up those chickpeas, I would say throw in two cloves. Okay. Then when you put your one in the blender, you decide, oh, I actually want it more garlicky. Then you've got an extra. <laughs> Heather, that is a fantastic. My work is done today. I Now I will sit back. No, I just... <laughs> this is Heather signing off. She's done. I'm done. <laughs> That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I feel like there could have been just more of all the flavors in this. It was, mm -hmm. unfortunately, I felt like it was a little bit bland, but I think it was just my inexperience with knowing really how everything was going to turn out in the end. So yeah, definitely like season that hummus that you make and blend up. Anyway, so once you've got that blended up, you've got your other chickpeas that you didn't blend up, add that blended mixture and mix them in. You've got this lump, uh, you've got this chunky, <laughs> not lumpy, hearty, not lumpy <laughs> hummus. Mm. And then you get to have a little bit more fun because on top, you're gonna sprinkle this za'atar spice, cumin, more lemon juice, some parsley. I put fresh tomatoes on just because I was like, hey, I got these yummy tomatoes from the garden. And then Heather and I expanded on like 15 other things that you could really <laughs> put on top of there. Anything that you like on top of like a hummus, like you can buy those roasted red pepper hummus or mm -hmm. roasted garlic hummus or whatever the hell you want to put on there, toss it on top. It's essentially, it's a dip, right? Yeah. So when you're talking about the consistency of it mm -hmm. you want to be able to scoop it up but remember that it's a bit chunky you don't want it to be you don't want it too dry because it's hard to scoop and you also don't want it too runny because it's kind of hard to catch all this good stuff that's in there so think yeah. of it is this scoopable as you're kind of blending yes. and adding and that's i think your test and maybe even have like a nacho chip or whatever like a tortilla oh, yeah. chip nearby and try scooping it and see how it holds up when you're doing your blending thing yeah because i put it in my oven to keep it warm while we did other things that also dried it out mm -hmm. this was so good i actually loved that it felt very like a blank canvas that mm -hmm. you can make it like like we said you can add more garlic you can add more lemon you could probably add more spice like if you oh, wanted to yeah. throw some chili flakes in there or yeah i took a bit of it home mm -hmm. and uh my kids gobbled up that bread they ran off oh. with it and yeah. we'll talk about that in a minute but i <laughs> so i <laughs> ate the rest of mine with crackers triscuits mm -hmm. that i had and it was tasty i put some chili oil nice. on top because i love you know the not quite chili crisp chili oil the chinese chili oil yeah. i love that on just about anything and i and i like that little bit of the spice of it mm -hmm. into this but i also think i would love it just a little more garlicky or a little more lemon like you could every time you make it you could make it with yes. a slightly different profile and you'll love it more and more and more <laughs> yeah and i think you want to go with strong flavors in it and i think when i did it, it was just a little bit too bland all across the board but it has potential. Oh yeah. And it looks pretty. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. And especially when you put those tomatoes on top. And I like yeah. that you put them on before you warmed it over the fire. So the tomatoes were, yes, they're fresh, but they weren't cold. 
on top. Yeah. I thought that was really good. You could put fresh basil and come kind of change your profile. You could sprinkle feta cheese on that. Yeah. Olives would be great. Mushrooms. If you sauteed mm. and caramelized mushrooms and onions. Oh, yum. That would be like, delicious too. You could do so much with this. It's almost like a baked brie, but like the hummus version where like you can put anything on top of that baked brie. You can put anything on top of this hummus, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to like sweeten it, you could put, you could drizzle honey over mm. that would be really a completely different thing. Yeah. I think you could have a lot of fun with this. So mm. my new favorite hummus dip is this. I'm going to be making this, I don't know, every time I go to a potluck, someone yeah. always brings hummus and pita or hummus and naan. Mm -hmm. You bring this and you will win <laughs> all of the hummus contests. All the, po all the points. <laughs> yeah. And I love it warm. Mm -hmm. And so in order to scoop this up, we made a quick skillet bread that is Norwegian. Mm -hmm. So this was a super fast and easy to make bread. It's a yeast bread. And so you mix together your sugar, your water and your yeast and you let it activate. It takes about five to 10 minutes and it starts to get frothy. And then you add it to flour and salt that you have in a stand mixer and just let it go for about five minutes until it's all mixed together. And it's a really sticky dough. It's not something you can work with or knead. You scrape it out with your spatula and you put it into an oiled bowl and you just let it sit and rest for an hour to an hour and a half until it doubles in size. And then when you're ready to cook it, you heat up your skillet with some olive oil in it, fold the sides of the dough so that it makes like a nice little ball and you can scoop it out of there, press it into your skillet while it's nice and hot and cook it for three to five minutes per side, flip it, you'll see it get nice and brown on one side. It is a chewy, sweet, such a good bread. And I just made this today and sent the kids to school with hummus oh, in their lunch. Nice. Where, how did you make it? I made it on the stovetop at mm. this time because as much as I would love to get up at 5am and start a fire out in my <laughs> yard. <laughs> Not only do I not like that plan, neither does my neighbors. So <laughs> what is the crazy lady doing again? Why is smoke coming in my window? Yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone wants any more smoke. So I just uh, did this on the stovetop and I just cooked it on a cast iron pan again over uh, medium to medium low heat. So I know when you were pressing it into the pan, it reminded me of focaccia, the way you sort of yeah. push it. Yeah, it didn't doesn't bubble like focaccia no. but it, the way you kind of use your fingers and press it into the pan reminded yep. me of that and then when you said you had to flip it i was like what what do you mean like you normally <laughs> you don't flip bread you just somehow nope. the, you have to get the heat all around it but in this case the heat is just at the bottom yeah so when it gets dry and crispy on the bottom you flip it over with your tongs and you just do the it's like almost like a big pancake except it's bread. Yeah, it's like That's a so yeast cool. dough pancake. And it was mm. really just as easy and quick on top of the stove too, because I just mm. did it on the burner, you don't have to heat up the oven. And often I want to have some sort of quick fresh bread, but I never by the time I decide this in the afternoon, I'm like, Oh, I don't have like three to five hours for my focaccia yeah. to work. Yeah. And so I always just oh, whatever, and I'll make like biscuits, but this is going to be what starts getting added to my to my meal list. This is a great alternative if you like mm -hmm. to have a biscuit with your soup or your stew or whatever. That's usually when I make biscuits. Mm -hmm. um, 
And this is just a nice alternative, something a little bit different. It's nice and crispy on the outside. It's chewy, chewy. and dense mm. in the middle. Like it's, it's almost like an oversized nan. Yeah, yeah. Because it raises up a bit more. It's a bit more dense, like well, not yeah. more dense than nan, but like hard to describe. But I wonder too, I might try and make it in a bigger skillet and just stretch it a bit thinner too mm. next time. And that'll, you know, then it will be a little bit flatter and, and longer and more of that crisp. I love the way oh. the outside of the bread crisps. And when you cut into it and bite into it, it's got that mm -hmm. like perfect dough crunch <laughs> and it was a great vehicle for the muspaha did i say muspaha. that right i keep forgetting muspaha <laughs> because that is a chunky dip mm -hmm. you need something that's going to be not too soft to scoop yeah. it up and this worked great i had two pieces as we sat by the fire <laughs> i had two pieces of bread and i sort of scooped pushed it from one onto the other and just like oh yeah so good Great job. I love it. Yeah. I love how versatile both of these. Well, the bread's not necessarily versatile in the way you make it, but the way you eat it. You could eat it with all kinds of different stuff. It goes with anything. And the muspaha is so versatile because you can make the flavors however you want. Love that. Excellent. Well, I think this is a tasty, warm fall appetizer, lunch, side with your dinner. Honestly, just eat mm -hmm. it anytime you want. Anytime you want to have hummus. Instead. Yeah, it's a nice change from just a smooth hummus. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yay. And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. Remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and leave a review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. My brain is not going to work while we it's record. Okay. It's okay. We're getting to it. you got to get back into it. That's all.